Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhiers. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhiers, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! To send much-needed donations to JRoot Radio, the address is JRoot Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Uh, j Radio can be found on Naki Radio, and it also can be found on j And at 712-432-2444. And that also, you can call in at 718-506-9099. And you could uh, also follow the archives by following the menu at the end of the show if you would like to call in to tell us what you learned. So the number is 718-683-5858. Of course, uh, if you would like to text in for information about how to sponsor a program or to advertise, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. Also, if you would like to text in a story suggestion with all its details, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you are interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhak for either live storytelling or storytelling on Zoom, uh, and or if you want to hire Rabbi Yitzhak to do his famous Kayach from the Moyach show, or, or, you know, uh, or you're interested in information on how to learn martial arts lessons or Qigong energy exercises, or if you're interested in art lessons or anything of that nature, you know, uh, for more information, call 718-375-1294. The number again is 718-375-1294. Rabbi Yitzhak's CDs are in most stores, and if you have a CD that is not in the store, you can call the 718 number 375-1294 to ask for uh, the current list to be faxed or uh, emailed. Rabbi Yitzhak's books are also on sale in stores also at your local farmer's store. Okay, hope you don't mind that I did all that. No, it's quite all right. So I guess we could go straight to the story now. Wow. <laughs> Rabbi Yerbs, <laughs> are you sure you got a story for today? Uh, yeah, why, why are you asking me that? I'm ready to start. <laughs> Rabbi Yerbs, you know, because of... Uh, of Yom Kippur, uh, was it? No, well, let's start off with Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot. I mean, you know, you haven't been able to tell a, a, a new story uh, because of the Yom Tovim. So, <laughs> you must be out of shape, right? No, I'm not out of shape because Baruch Hashem, in between then, including Shabbos Chalamai, I was busy and I was uh, performing either my Kayach or the Mayach, or, I'm Shabbos Chalamite. No, well, you didn't let me finish. Or, I was uh, performing my stories. And Shabbos Chalamite, yes, I, I did a story in Inwood. Mm-hmm. So, Baruch Hashem, I'm still in shape, and I still can tell stories. I'm not out of it. Maybe you're out of it. Uh, uh, no, I'm not out of it. No, 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 no. Uh, by the way, before you start the story, are you going to answer all these email messages that you got? Yes. Let's get that out of the way. I will answer those email messages. Okay. Um, as far as, uh, you know, uh, the, the CDs that I did with Ufa Studios, yes, uh, to the, an, an answer to that is, um, you know, we have I'm Innocent, I Tell You. That's in CD form. And also uh, uh, Shol HaMelech and The Witch, uh, when it was reprinted, we reprinted it in mp3 format because it used to be a double cd uh now it's an mp3 format and of course uh, we did um we also did the swindler as everybody knows yes and most recently before the summer i think it was yes before the summer we released uh the brota 1863 which is a phenomenal story if, if you do say so yourself. Uh, yes, if I do say so myself. And that is in MP3 format. And if my memory serves correct, 
that is an amazing two hours 47 minutes and 18 seconds but it's unbelievable because the feedback we got that everybody says wow we don't even realize it's so long because it just flows and flows and yes there are more things on the projects and yes we have a couple of books there by art scroll uh, that's not good for studio. I mean, that mine, uh, you know, like with uh, uh, Tell Me a Tale 1, Tell Me a Tale 2, Tales to Live By, and so on and so forth. And by BSD Publishing, I also have a book called uh, uh, Zeleg the Wagon Driver. And, uh, you know, there are other projects in the making, but I just didn't get around to finishing off because Baruch Hashem, I keep getting busy. And yes, I do have those CDs that people ask me about that uh, are not in stores. Yes, just like my, uh, you know, like the promo it says. Okay, uh, did I get everybody's uh, email answered? Um, I think so. You answered the questions about the CDs. That the, yeah, okay. Oh, somebody asked about those Bina CDs. Uh, yeah. Uh, pr privately, I can sell some people uh, copies of that... Uh, CDs that I did for uh, Vina, but or you can just contact Vina themselves and they will tell you how to get it. And that's that. Okay, I think we got it. And if not, uh, well, I'm sorry. We'll have to answer these emails or any other ones uh, at another time. Right now, gotta start the story. Okay, so this story that I'm going to tell uh, is called It Would Be Great to Serve. And great to serve what? You're going to a restaurant. I got it. It's a story about a restaurant. And you're going to be a waiter at the restaurant. Or the character in the story is going to be a waiter. And he doesn't feel good that he's a waiter because he wants to be somebody more important, like the President of the United States, maybe, or something like that. Uh, uh, but he's a waiter. And therefore, um, he doesn't feel like it's uh, great to serve. And so the moral of the story is it's great to serve as a waiter, right? Absolutely not. That's not the story I had in mind. I wanted to tell a story tonight about a great big tzaddik. And this great tzaddik it was uh, the Chortkerva Rebbe. The Chortkerva Rebbe, Chortkav, and like it sounds like almost like you're saying a shortcut. No, 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 Chortkav. Chortkav. Chortkavka, you know what I mean? Chortkav. Uh, now you're getting me mixed up. Chortkav, 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 That's right. But this story that I'm going to tell tonight has to do with the first Chortkav, uh, now you really, really got me now. Okay, okay, I won't interrupt. You could say the title. Okay, the first Chortkav was Rav Duvid Moshe Friedman. And this story happened with Rabdu Moshe Friedman. Rabdu Moshe Friedman was born in around 1827, or some say 1828, and he was nifter in 1903, so it means he lived approximately 75, 76 years, something like that. Very, very big holy tzaddik. Indeed he was. Now, uh, what else can we tell you? Alrighty, uh, well tell us where uh, it is. Oh, okay, it's in the Galicia territory. Uh, which you know in that time was Galicia, and it was like you know Western Ukraine. Oh, okay. So now we got that idea. Okay. So um, um, this this story is about him. Yes, it is. If you let me tell it. Uh, uh, oh, uh, you mean you want me to tell it? Did I say that? Uh, uh, mm, um, no, I didn't. You trying to put words in my mouth? Uh, I didn't say that, Yossi. I said, I would like to tell the story if you wouldn't be interrupting. Ah, oh, I thought you wanted me to interrupt and tell a story. Okay, so I'll tell a story. You see, it's not other. Oh, oh, but today is Rosh Chodesh. And I remember, you know, Rosh Chodesh, you know, now this year is going to be a leap year, you know, with uh, two others. Get it? Whoa, am I going to go to town with that? Uh, I'm sure you will. But meantime, can I tell the story? Well, anyways, you know why I'm in the spirit? Because, you know, um, we, we added that part, the Kapora's Posha, in the Musaf Shimon Esra, you know. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Now, can I <coughs> start? Oh, oh, that look in your face. 
I remember how you used to introduce me as your sidekick, and I, I don't want to give you any ideas. Okay, go ahead. All right. Anyways, uh, during the time that the Chotkava Rebbe was the Rebbe, there was uh, things uh, that were happening all around. First of all, there were the Cantonistan. And second of all, Jewish people were trying to be drafted. I mean, not trying. I mean, the government tried to draft Jewish people into the army. Now, of course, the goal of the drafting of the army was to make life miserable for the Eden and also to get them to give up their Yiddishkeit. Now, of course, <laughs> uh, that's not a good idea. No, no, no. Uh, for, for a change, you agreed to me the right way. Okay, so you're right. So, uh, it was not a good idea, and so, the Chotkava Rebbe was a very, very big tzaddik, and I think his tefillahs were pretty much answered, and if he gave a bracha, I would say it pretty much happened. Okay, uh, and now, of course, I know, I know, you once told a story once before that shows that you have to have a munus chachamim, and if you trust in the Talmud chacham, in the Rebbe, or whatever it is, the, the Rosh Hashiva, whatever it is, the big tzaddik, if you trust in them, then their bracha can actually happen, right? That's right. You got that so right. All right, so now that we got that straightened out, um, uh, you know, the, let's tell what was going on at that time. So normally, for example, let's take, um, we'll just make up a character, okay? Well, let's say uh, Moshe Zalman. Uh, you know, his son got a letter from the draft, okay? I dark in my eyes to see such a letter like this. Totsy! Tati, what's the problem? What's the letter say? I don't know. You don't want to know what it says. Uh, but yes, Tati, I want to know. Uh-oh, I, I recognize that part of the envelope. It's coming from the government. Oh, you don't want to see it. I'm going to throw it out. Tati, if it came from the government, you can't throw it out. All right, all right. Take a look at it. Take a look at the letter. You see it? What does it say? Oh, the letter doesn't say anything, but I'll read what it's written. Okay. Um, uh, 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 oh. Uh, dear, uh, um, uh, um, uh, David Malkowitz. Oh, that, that's me, Tati. Yes, that's what I'm telling you. Look what it says. Uh, all right, all right. I'm, I'm reading what it says. Uh, let me see. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-oh. This is not very good, Rebbe. Rebbe, I'm your Tati. Oh, sorry. Uh, 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 did I call you Tati or Rebbe? You called me Tati. No, you called me Rebbe. But that's okay. Uh, why is it okay? Because I'm your Tati and I'm also your Rebbe. I teach you Tyra too. So it's okay if you call me Rebbe. It's okay if you call me Tati. Uh, uh, all right, uh, but what do I call you now? <laughs> what do you call me now? <laughs> Atsula, I don't know. Uh, but they didn't invent Hatsola yet, Tati. <laughs> but we need Hatsola. Oh, okay, okay, let, let me see. Wow, wow, wow. This is not very good, Tati. I told you, I told you. What didn't you understand before? Oh, boy. Tati, uh, the government wants to draft me into uh, the army, into the Russian army. Oh, no. This is not very good. I know that. I told you that before. I, I, but Tati, if you would have uh, ripped up the letter and thrown it out, that wouldn't save me. Of course not. The reason why it wouldn't save me is because they would come instead to arrest me. And I would be in much bigger trouble. I may as mere. I, I, I. So what are we, what are we going to do? What, what were you intending to accomplish if you ripped up the letter? <laughs> I figured we stole for time. Oh yeah 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 yeah. This is not very good. Well, Tati, why don't we do um, with, with uh, what Mechel did? What did Mechel do? You mean he got the letter like this too? Sure, he got a letter like this. It was unbelievable. You should see what happened. What happened? What happened? What happened? Tell me, tell me. All right, so let me tell you, Tati. He went to the to the to the tzaddik, 
There's a lot of tzaddikim. Which tzaddik? Which tzaddik? He went to Rav David Moshe Friedman. Ah, oh, the Chotkeber Rebbe. Yes, and and what happened? Uh, uh, did he help him to prepare for the army? No, 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 Tati. But what I understand was that uh, he gave a bracha that he should not go to the army. And then somehow his papers that was uh, filed and then was supposed to come down and meet, he came down to the draft and miracle of miracles, his name wasn't on their list. So he said, I came down there by mistake. Meaning when I say I, meaning David came down by mistake and he wasn't going to ask any further questions and he left right away. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I heard another story. Another story? Okay, let's finish this story. Well, we're going to finish this story, but let me tell you what I heard, Tati. Okay, okay, no, tell me, tell me. All right, so let me tell you. What happened is, uh, um, you know, uh, a different friend of mine, Chaim Yankel, Okay, so Chaim Yankel also got a letter that he was being drafted. Okay, so then what happened? Well, when he got his letter that he was being drafted, do you know what he did? His Tati took him right away to the Heiliger Tzaddik, the Chutkever Rebbe, and he gave him a bracha, and he told him he should travel to a different shtetl until things clear up, and he went to this other shtetl, and the army came to look for him and they said he didn't know where he was and after a while uh, the army gave up looking for him and, and so when the time comes he's going to come back here I see okay so the best idea is for me to go to and that's right the best idea is that we go to the Chatkavarebbe oh okay okay and so what happened was these people, they ended up going to the Chotkeverebbe. And when he saw them, they sat down and he told the father, Please, please, hey, yay, yay, hey, yay, 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 please, Moshe Zalman, please sit down and, and relax, okay? Uh, okay, I'll try to, but look at the letter. Do you see the letter? Let me see the letter. Oh, okay. Now, let me ask you a question. Dumbledore, uh, that's you, yes? Yes, it's me. I'm the one that's drafted, and I don't want to go to the army. All right. I can give you a brocha on one tonight. If you're going to go over to a shtetl where I will send you, and you must learn in the yeshiva. As long as you do that, everything will be fine. Zog nicht. Okay, but, but but I won't be able to travel with my son to the other shtetl there yet because they're going to be looking at his papers and they won't let him in. That's not going to be a problem because, you see, when he's going to go to the draft, he's going to go over there and what's going to happen is he is going to be examined by the doctor and the doctor will say he's not fit for the army. And then we'll is going to be undrafted and therefore before they could change their mind and send him for another examination he will go out of here to the shtetl where I will say and he will learn in the yeshiva as long as he will learn in the yeshiva he will be protected until the time is up oh very interesting David uh, sure I love to learn not a problem I can sit and learn not a problem Lord. Trust me, I'd rather sit and learn than to go into the army and do all that training and then start losing my Yiddishkeit. Oh, no, I'm not ready for that. I'm ready to sit down and learn. No problem at all. And so that's what would happen. People would go, and if they got the letter for the draft, they would get, you know, brochus and so on and so forth. And in many cases, many, many cases, the, uh, the uh, I guess, these Bokhrim, they were not drafted into the army. They were exempt for various reasons. Miracle of miracles, either the doctor found that they weren't fit for the army, and so on and so forth. Oh, uh, 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 that, that's very interesting. 
Wow. But, you know, wouldn't the... Uh, I, I mean, if I was the government, I, I mean, wouldn't I get suspicious that suddenly all the people in Chertka, when it comes time to the army, the Jewish people are not healthy and strong enough to go to the army? I would get suspicious that something is fishy going on. Uh-huh. Of course, it makes sense what you're saying. Uh, they should get fishy and worried about what's going on. So let me tell you, the government was a little fishy. Matter of fact, let me tell you what was taking place. What is this going on here? Again, every time Jewish person is being drafted into the army, something happens. They're not physically fit. Is that town full of six, 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 uh, Yes, sir. They are filled with sick children. Those uh, teenage boys or whatever, they're not very healthy. I don't think we can taking them into army. No, no, no. It's about uh, one second. What about the Gentiles over there? Are they fit for the army? Oh, yeah, no problem. That's because Jewish people, they're, uh, uh, they call them Bakarim, okay? Bakarim? Eh, well, let me see. Look how it's pronounced over here. Ba, oh, they say ch, not uh, k. Alright, so Bakarim. Ah, what about them? Oh, they're boys. Uh, they learn. Jewish people are very educated people, you understand? They care about education very, very much. So, they're very, very, very smart. And since they're very, very, very smart, uh, how should I tell you that, they, you know, they learn all day. Now, the Gentiles, uh, the peasants over there and in Cherkov area, they work on farms, they do every work, so they're more physically fit. And that's that. Aha, I see. Now, of course, obviously, it must have been the Tfilas of the Heilige Tzaddik, the Chortkeverebbe, that was Mespala for these Bacharim and everything, and the generals seemed to believe what was being said. Now, of course, one of the other things that the Chortkeverebbe was pretty much known for is he fought against the Maskilim. Yep, 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 yeah. He fought against the Maskilim. The Maskilim was, uh, you know, like the reform movements and things like that. And they were very anti-religious. They, they wanted to try to put down the religious, the Orthodox Eden as often as they possibly can. And uh, there was a couple of people uh, in the Maskilim that were very upset. And they wanted to get back at the Chotka Vareva. So they had a meeting. Okay, so... They didn't want to even use the Hebrew names. So one was called Alex and one was called Max. That was that a real name? No, no, no. I don't know what their real names are, but that's what we're going to call them. Okay? So Alex and Max were sitting together. Sha! Listen to this. Did you hear what happened over there? Max, are you paying attention to me? Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm paying attention. Go ahead. No, Zugmeshon. Tell me, tell me. All right, all right, you know, uh, we tried to make a problem over there on Shabbos the Red Week. Remember that? Yeah, sure, sure, I remember that. Yeah, 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 no, 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 Zugshine, Zugshine. So, what is, what is? Well, let me tell you about this. Well, anyways, uh, he went to the governor, you know. Who the he, who the he, Zugshine, tell me who the he is. Now, you know who the he is. I'm telling you who the he is. And the he is not me. Not you. The he is the rabbi. Oh, oh. Rabbi uh, David Moishe Friedman, the Chotke Verebbe? Uh, yeah, 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 that's right. So the Chotke Verebbe, he went uh, to the governor and he convinced him that it was all a pack of lies that were being said and done, and therefore uh, he did not make them work on Shabbos. He got away with it. And, and he's trying very hard uh, to stop us from uh, enlisting 
uh, people to give up Yiddishkeit. You know what I mean? I mean, we're Jewish, but I mean, you know what I mean? They give up their religion. We gotta live with the times, you understand? Yes, sure. 100% zikha. I understand exactly what you're talking about. So, tell me. Uh, so, we have a problem with this rabbi. Very smart man, very brilliant, and uh, he's really giving us a hard time, right? Ah, yeah, very hard time. So, uh, we have to come up with a plan uh, to find something we can do, and then that the, the short Kevereba cannot do anything. So, what do you say? <laughs> what do I say? <laughs> I say, I have no idea what to do. Uh, you have no idea what to do. And I say, I have no idea what to do either. So then why are we having this meeting? Because I don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. But if we put our heads together, maybe we will know what to do. Ah, so put our heads together? I know what we could do together. We could both realize that we have no idea how to stop this rabbi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait a minute. That's it. That's the plan. Uh, but, but there was the plan. I said something about a plan? <laughs> I don't remember saying anything about a plan. What plan are you talking about? What did I do? What did I say? What, 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 what? You said to stop the rabbi. That's the idea. We're not supposed to make a policy and he can go try to defend the policy. We have to stop the rabbi in his tracks. Oh, <laughs> very interesting. So how can we stop the rabbi in his tracks? You want to tell me? I have... I have, I have, I have... What, do you have a headache or something? No, 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 I have a plan. I have a plan. I have an idea. Okay, what is your idea? Huh? Tell me. All right, the idea is, like I said before, all the time we were losing against the rabbi was because the rabbi, very smart man, and he goes to the governor and he stops all the cases that we try to bring against the Jewish people that are orthodox to make them unorthodox, right? Now he's very smart, so we're making a big mistake. We're going about this the wrong way. What do you mean we're going about this the wrong way? What are we doing? Tell me, Alex. Tell me, tell me. All right, Max, Max, listen to me. Listen to me, Max. You see, we have to go after the rabbi. Stop the rabbi. Okay, okay. So, no. tell me. What are we going to do that we can stop the rabbi? What are we going to do? We're going to go to him? And we're going to go over and take him out and beat him up or something? Nah, nah, Chasveshalem. Can't do that. He's always surrounded by Hasidim. So we, we can't do this, you know what I mean? I mean, this rabbi has like thousands of Hasidim, you know? People come and people go and then around him is always hundreds of people. No, 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 no. That's not going to be possible. Okay, so you, tell me, tell me, what are we going to do? Well, we'll walk back and forth in this room here until we come up with something that we could uh, uh, tattletale, you know? We could be a Marshim, you know what I mean? <laughs> we could be a Moise uh, against, against him to the government. Oh, I get it. Uh, instead of attacking his policies, we attack something he does uh, uh, that's against the government. But what does he do against the government? Ah, we have to think. We have to think. Well, let me see, let me think. I am in bam bim bam, yam bam bim bam bam, yam bam bam. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Your singing just got me an idea. What, what, what did I sing? Yeah, bam bim bam 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 bam. No, no. It says it, that, you know, it relaxed me when you were singing. Really? My wife says I give her a headache when I sing. <laughs> That might be so, because maybe you sing too loud. But I just thought of something. You get it? You know, when you sing, it relaxes you. Yeah, so how does it give you an idea? Don't you get it? Don't you get it? Ah, if we could say something that he's doing against the government would be great. And there is something that he's doing against the government. Really? What is that? Listen, everybody holds he's a great holy rabbi, right? Yeah. But he's just a very smart man, that's all. That's what it is. Uh, they try to say he has this Ruach HaKodesh. Well, maybe he does, you know. Years ago, uh, I got a big doilem, which I think had the Ruach HaKodesh, you know what I mean? But now we're getting with the times, more and more of us are assimilating. So therefore, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, I doubt if he has uh, this Ruach HaKodesh, 
I just think that he must be a very smart man, and he outsmarts us. We're not as smart as him, that's all. <laughs> I think we can catch him and outsmart him. Huh? I remember. Uh, catch him and outsmart him. How? Very simple. Ah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Very simple. When I say something is simple, you say it's not simple. And you say something is simple, it is simple? Yes. Yes. You know what happens when the Jewish boys become of age. Huh? Uh, you mean like ones that are not snatched away? That's right. What about the teenage bochum? Huh? What about them? And what about them? They're of draftable age, right? Yeah, yeah. But all of a sudden, they get these papers in the mail, right? You know, these, these draft papers, see? Something like this. Uh, you got a draft paper at your age? No, no, no. I'm just, uh, give me an example. They get this paper, right? It's a, it's a draft paper. And then uh, what happens is, when they go over and they see this paper, they don't report to the draft right away. Do you know what they do? No. What do they do? Brush their teeth so they can look nice when they go to the doctor? No! They don't go to the doctor right away. They go to the Rebbe. To the, to the Chotke Rebbe? That's right. This is what I'm trying to tell you. They go to the Rebbe, and he gives them a blessing of some sort, and he probably just gives them some sharp advice what to do, how to beat the system. I don't understand what you mean to beat the system. I'm the one that usually says things that are confusing. Now you're saying things that are confusing. What? How are we going to stop the system? What are you talking about? He stopped the system. Who stopped the system? I stopped the system. He stopped the system. The rabbi stopped the system. The rabbi. The rabbi outsmarts the system because he probably gives them advice how to make themselves, by the time they come to the examination, how they should not be so healthy. And so when they come to the doctor, the doctor examines them, and presto, he finds that they're not fit to be in the army. Right? Got it? Eh. Uh, okay. And, and then what? That's the idea. He's going against the government. Get it? I'm not sure I follow yet. Listen to me. If you are a loyal Russian citizen, what would you do? You would serve the country, right? It would be a great honor. Great to serve the country, right? Uh, I guess so, right? So therefore, what's best to do to honor the country than to serve in the military, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm following now, a little bit. Now listen, this rabbi keeps uh, telling them things how to avoid the military, gives them blessings so they shouldn't go to the military. Yeah. Don't you get it? All we have to do is prove that he's telling people not to join the army, giving them ways how not to join the army, giving them blessings that they shouldn't go to the army. That's all we have to prove. And how are we going to do that? If he's a very smart man, you know, he knows me. I, Alex, used to be uh, a, a, a chayamol, you understand? And I, Alex, used to go over and dive in, in his shield, you know? So he knows what I look like. Even though I to get him in my beard and face, I took off my beard and face already. It doesn't matter. He knows what I look like. That's all right. And he knows what I look like. <laughs> I know what you look like also. But you don't understand. He knows what I look like because I used to deliver milk to him. You understand? Ah, yeah. Okay. So uh, so we both, even though we cut up our beard and pious, doesn't matter. Uh, he knows what we look like. So we can't be the person to test. So what are we going to do? Well, uh, let's go first tell our plan to General Kowalski. Ah, General Kowalski. Very nice. Okay, let's go over to General Kowalski. All right, and let's go to General Kowalski. And sure enough, the two of them, Alex and Max, went over to General Kowalski. All right, tell me, you come here, you say very important. All right, if it's very important, I don't got time for you. You two Jewish people, I got big problem. Your town where you come from, Chotkov, okay, over there in Chotkov, is a big problem, and I can't fix solution. Uh, that's the point. We know what your problem is. Your problem is that all the Jewish Bacharim 
you're not a teenagers, they're ready to go to the army, and all of a sudden, they don't go to the army, right? And that's because they get a holy blessing from the rabbi. Huh! What do you mean a holy blessing from the rabbi? Yeah, there's a rabbi, Rab David Moshe Friedman. He's known as the Chotkeber Rebbe. Many years from now, everybody's going to know him as the first Chotkeber Rebbe. But anyways, for now, I just want to tell you that uh, he gives a blessing, and then when they come to the exam, for some reason, they're not fit. Or, uh, his blessing, his power, his words, he makes it that uh, the doctor should not uh, find uh, that uh, the Jewish bocher, the Jewish teenager, is fit for the army. So therefore, he dismisses him as unfit for the army. And that's how they get deferred from the army. You understand? They're not constricted. Why, you know what I mean? Yes. Now, you bring a pretty heavy charge. I know about this Chotka the Rebbe. I heard big holy rabbi. And I heard that he has a very big following. So, if I just go over there just like that and arrest him on a suspicion of something without proof, then of course they're going to make a big protest. And that's not very good because then I'll have to use soldiers to put down the protest. And the Tsar would not like that. The Tsar wants us to use our brains. So, if you're telling me about this, you're not telling me anything new. I know we're not telling you a kiddish. A what? A kiddish? Oh! <laughs> you want to make a kiddish? I know what kiddish is. I've seen that. You Jewish people, after prayers on Saturday, you go over and you have a kiddish. No, I didn't say kiddish. I said kiddish, kiddish. Kiddish, kiddish. Oh, I raise me. No, no, no. You see, kiddish, new, something new. You're saying you're not hearing anything new. You are saying that you know very well that the rabbi is uh, doing something, but you can't prove it. And if you try to come in his stomazoi to rest... What? Are you trying to tell me not to hear this word? Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, 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 my, my, my friend here, Alex, is right. Okay, so if you come, General Kowalski, if you come to arrest him, I understand fully that Hasidim will protest and you'll have things out of hand. But if you have unrefutable evidence, that would be great, wouldn't it? Yes, of course it would be great. But what irrefutable evidence do you have? Well, we don't have a, 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 a evidence yet, but we have a plan. A plan? I cannot arrest somebody because of a plan. No, 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 no. The plan is how to get the evidence. Aha! So what is your plan? Please, stop wasting my time over here. Yes, sir. If they are wasting your time, tell me, I will kick them right out. No, no, let me hear what they say first. It might work. <laughs> I don't know what it is yet, but it might work. Go ahead. Spit out your plan. Ah, uh, spit out. Ah, uh, 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 yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, uh, okay. So anyhow, the plan is like this. Uh, uh, we came up with an idea that, you know, we have to get somebody that the rabbi doesn't recognize and and have him come over to him, uh, you know, for a blessing. Uh, you tell him that they got, I got a letter, that his son will be drafted, uh, and, and you know what I mean? Uh, and then what will happen is, excuse <coughs> me, pardon me, but what will happen is, uh, he's going to go, whoever this person is, that's going to infiltrate, you know, uh, and he is going to go over and tell the rabbi, uh, that his son was drafted, he needs a blessing, you know, uh, and the rabbi will give a blessing, and he's going to bless him that he should not go into the army. Then this man, or whoever is the one that is, uh, you, you sent to infiltrate, uh, when he goes there to the rabbi, uh, you know, and then he's going to hear the rabbi says, you should not go to the army, give him a blessing, you should not have to go to the army, so then you'll have clear evidence, and this person will be testifying on behalf of the government that he is uh, 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 rebellious against the government. He doesn't want people to join the government of Mother Russia to be in the army. You understand what I'm saying? Ah, very interesting. Now, obviously, the person uh, has to be able to speak Yiddish, right? Uh, yeah, of course. That's right. He has to speak Yiddish. It'll be very helpful. All right. Now, 
None of my soldiers speak Yiddish, and the ones that do, we beat them up, so they don't want to speak Yiddish. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, I can't use one of our soldiers, and if I use one of the Cantonese uh, 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 soldiers, they will probably hint of what's going on. And who knows, maybe the rabbi will recognize him. So obviously, we need somebody Jewish, but somebody from your kind of group. <laughs> you mean like from the Maskelem? Yes, that's not a problem. We have Maskelem not just in Chotkov. There are Maskelem all over the place. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I see. So your mosquitoes are all over the place. My what? Mosquitoes. You have mosquitoes all over the place. Uh, no, no, mosquitoes are body people. They sting. I never thought about it that way. <laughs> we must kill them, and we like mosquitoes because we bother the Orthodox Jews. <laughs> Very interesting. All right, anyways, so, uh, 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 did you ever tell what year this takes place? Oh, I'm not sure. But if I didn't, it's taking place in the late 1800s, okay? In the late 1800s. Okay, can I continue? Yossi, sit back. You were pretty quiet in this story. What happened? I like your acting. It's great. Okay, keep it up and, 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 and uh, go ahead. <laughs> thank you, thank you. All right, anyways, uh, we have Muscatum people like us that are against the religion, you know, assimilated. We love uh, Russia and everything. We like to serve Mother Russia and everything. All right, so uh, we could pull one from the other town that nobody knows. And we'll brief him, and we'll tell him what to do. Good. Any money you need to be able to carry out your plan, it'll be great. Come and see me again when you have the evidence. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll bring you the person uh, uh, so you can check him out and see if he's good. Of course. <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> what do you think, I want to give you money, and then you walk away with it and tell me the plan failed? No. I want to make sure there's a chance. Eh, all right. Very good. Uh, Max, uh, who do you have in mind? Who do I have in mind? I have a cousin. I have a cousin. Yes. All right. Hey, you know, I have a cousin, Oleg. Oleg? What was his Jewish name? Oleg's Jewish name was, uh, 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 uh Naftali. Uh, Naftali? Oh. Very nice, very nice. So this guy, Naftali, is religious? No, no. He's a masculine guy, like us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, you know, let, let's go and go to his town and visit him. And so the two of them, Alex and Max, went to the next town. And they went to visit Oleg. They knocked on his door. Oleg came to the door and opened the door. Yes, may I help you? Oh, Alex, my good cousin Alex. No, you're not my cousin. Uh, Max is my cousin. Uh-huh. So, uh, I know why I keep thinking you're my cousin. And why do you think I'm your cousin? Yeah, because whenever my cousin comes around, uh, he's always with you. So you might as well be my cousin. Ha, 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 Very funny. Okay, listen. We have to talk to you privately. Can we close the door? Yeah, sure, no problem. Close the door. Okay. Now, would you like something to eat, something to drink? Uh, well, this is very important. All right, all right, listen. Cousin Oleg, let me tell you something. Do you remember your Hebrew name? Oh, wait a minute. Are you coming here to get me to become from again? No. No, 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 no. I just want to make sure because you hear our plan. All right. I'm listening. All right. It's very simple. Uh, Oleg, remember your Hebrew name? Yes, yes. It's Naftali, but I haven't used Naftali in a long time. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Uh, okay. It's very simple. Okay. Uh, you, you know, uh, uh, you, you have a son named uh, Mendel. What about him? 
All right, all right. So, uh, what do you call Mendel nowadays? Uh, Mendel? He's called Stefan. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, all right. So, Stefan, very interesting name. But, you see, you're not going to take Stefan with you, okay? Instead, you're going to come uh, uh, by yourself. Uh, wait, wait a minute. You're, you're speaking in riddles. You haven't told me a word what you're talking about, what I have to do. I, I'm not following. It, 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 it's very simple. You see, um, um, you know, uh, our goal is to stop orthodoxy. You know, uh, give up Torah itself and, and assimilate and be like the, the Russians, you know, like be, be, be like the Goyim. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, I know what you mean. And that's what I'm doing also. So what's the problem? You don't have to worry that I'm going to become orthodox just because I remember my name is Naftali. No, no, no. You see, I want to tell you the plan. And you see, and of course, they told over the plan. And when he heard the plan, sure, I could do that. I could act religious again. Oh, me grow. Oh, my bear's not so bad. Okay, you know, okay. And not every year has bears, okay, but I still wear the bed. All right, I'll trim my hair so the hair won't be so long. All right, I still remember everything about you, this guy. I just don't practice it. I remember. Good, good, good. All right, now we got to bring you in front of the general. All right, Swalek. What's your name? Uh, Naptoli. Very good. And you have a son? Uh, by the name of Step uh, uh, Mendel. Ah, Mandel. And this person, Mandel, is what? Uh, I got papers right here that he is uh, going to be drafted into the army Sunday morning. That's right. And what are you going to do? I'm going to go to the rabbi and ask him for a blessing that he should bless my son, that he should not have to go to the army. That's right. It's exactly what you're going to do. And if you do this well, I pay you well. And you testify in the court, and we could make this rabbi guilty and put him in prison <laughs> for going against the Russian government. Not a problem at all. That's right. Yes. All right? Got that straight? Uh, excuse me, Rabbi Yerushalayim. There's an email over here, and uh, uh, somebody said uh, uh, this happened with the Polish army, uh, not the Russian army. Well, uh, that could be a version that maybe, you know, somebody else has, but the version that I read happened in the, you know, the, the Russian army. If you think about it, you know, like, you know, uh, Chotkov was in uh, the, the western part of Ukraine, so I'm going to tell that version, Okay. Uh, okay, I just want you to know that somebody emailed. All right, all right. Uh, it's not going to change the main idea of what the story is, okay? Don't worry. Okay, um, <clears throat> everybody in the story, continue your parts. All right, I like what you're doing, and you better do a good job, okay? All right, go, do your job. And remember, after he gives you blessing, you come back here, we'll have him arrested, we'll have trial, you testify, and everything is fine. We could put in prison. Remember? Yes, I understand. If we could put him in prison, then there's no problem whatsoever. And then I'll get paid as well. Okay. Uh, be well. And so what ended up happening was as follows. This person, this person, Naftali, uh, who likes to call himself Oleg nowadays, Dress back up like a nice fine yid. And he comes to, you know, to the town over there by Chotkov. And as he comes in to, to, to the Chotkov Rebbe on Friday, he comes there, you know, like I think it was Friday afternoon. And he says, Uh, uh excuse me, Rebbe. Rebbe, my son Mendel, he was drafted into the army. Ay, yay, 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 yay. However, we have a way out. On Sunday morning, we are going to see a doctor who will falsely declare him unfit for service in the army. This way, 
he will be able to be spared of the certain misery that happens in the army, perhaps even death in that terrible army. Rabba, Rabba, please, I need your blessing that he evade the draft. I want this to work out. And so at that moment, the Rebbe was looking at him. And right now, we have no idea what the Rebbe was thinking. I have no idea nowadays either because that Rebbe is not living at, at our time period. Yes, see, yes, see. I'm talking about at the time that he came to him that first time on Friday. The Rebbe looked at him, but we don't know what was in the Rebbe's mind at that time. Oh, okay. So what did the Rebbe say? Okay. So the Rebbe looked at the man and he said the following. Reb Naftali, I hear uh, what you are saying. Uh, but you know, right now it's getting closer to Shabbos Kodesh. And I'm not able to concentrate on giving a bracha the right way. So therefore, I want you to return on Friday evening after the tish that I give on Friday night. Yes, I will do that, Rebbe. Thank you. And so what happened was, the man returned by the Tish. And by the time that he came there, most of the Hasidim already left the Tish. There was only a few people there. And the man came over to Rebbe and said, Rebbe, you told me to come back. I am back now. I am here. Please, Rebbe, please, give me a blessing that my son should not have to go to the army and that exam that is going to make it that he is not fit for the army should work. Please. Huh? Rebbe? Please. I need this bracha very quickly because I, I, I need it before Sunday morning. I see. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Okay, so you know what? Uh, listen to me again. You know, um, right now, I can't give you a bracha yet. I, I'm not out of it. I'm oiskematit. I'm a little bit tired from running a big tish over here. So come to me in the morning, okay? Okay, I will come to you in the morning. And of course, the next morning, Shabbos morning, the man noted that he would be, you know, uh, able to resolve the problem. He has to resolve it before Sunday morning. So he went over to the Rebbe and he said, <clears throat> after davening, of course, there was, he came over to the Rebbe and he said, Rebbe, please, I must ask you again. You realize I need this bracha that my son should not have to go into the army. I need it by Sunday morning. I'm going to go to a doctor who will falsely declare that my son is unfit for the military service. Please, Darwin, that we will evade this, uh, you know, this uh, uh, conscription into the army. And of course, the Rebbe, he was not moved at all again. And he decided that, I I I'm sorry, I don't feel the ability to give a bracha at this moment. So you know what? Do me a favor. Come to me in the afternoon. And of course, he came to me in the afternoon. Uh, at the Shalashudis, the scene repeated again and again, like we said before. What happened was is, he came over, like he did the other three times, he said, Rabbi, please, I need a bracha to be able to make sure that my son goes to the doctor and he falsifies the papers to say he's unfit, that it works. I can't have my son go to the army. We all know what happens when a Jewish boy goes to the army. So please, Rebbe, can you give me a bracha? I see. Well, you know what? I still don't feel it yet. So you know what? Herzogzi, I had a big tish over here by Shalashidis. I'm a bit tired. So you know what? I need you to uh, come to me Motzei uh, Shabbos. Yes. And then Motzei Shabbos 
uh, I'll have an answer for you. And of course, people were looking around, they were schmoozing. The Rebbe usually gives Broches 1, 2, 3. Frau Wustuterasei, what is he doing this for? I don't know either. Very interesting. The Rebbe keeps telling him to come back for the Broches. No, no. What can we do? Alright. We'll see what happens by Malava Malke. And so, what happened was, the man came back. He came back. And what happened was is, he went over and he came over by the end of the Lama Malka and he said, Please, Rabbi, I need this blessing. I need it, please. I need it for Sunday morning. The time is getting late. Rabbi, Rabbi, please, can I have the blessing that it works? And suddenly, the Rabbi sprang up from his chair. Or, as some people say, the Rebbe sprung up. Whatever it was, he jumped up from his chair, gave a clap of the tish. Made a big schmeichel, he said. No, no! Gewaldig! So the Russian army wants to draft your son? Gewaldig! What a great honor! Oh, yes! I don't understand why you're coming asking me for a bracha. They should not go in the army. Uh, why would somebody try to evade the uh, army? It's a big thing to serve. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, it would be a great honor to serve uh, the, 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 the country. I don't understand. To serve Mother Russia? Oh, beautiful. Great honor. I think your son should go there. And I think your son would make a great fine soldier. Yes, our country will be proud of him. Yes, tell your son I wish him the best of luck in the army. Sei gesund. Be well. And the man, he looked at the Rebbe in astonishment. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to say. He quickly left the room and he left the town. All the Hasidim were in shock. They couldn't believe it. Rebbe, I don't understand it. You pushed him off a Seifel. So many times, and then all of a sudden, you went over and you jump up with excitement. You tell him it's a good idea to serve in the army. We all know if you serve in the Russian army, you're going to lose your Yiddishkeit. I don't understand. What is going on? Yes, Rebbe. What is going on? Yes, Rebbe. Can you please explain? And the Rebbe went over and explained. Yes, I will explain. When the person came to me the first time on Friday, he came over to me without any emotions. He didn't show any emotion. I was worried about that. You know, I know one thing. If any of your sons will go to the army or be receiving a notice they had to go to the army, you wouldn't say, hey, Rebbe, Rebbe, please, give me a brocha. You'd come emotionally. You'd say, Rebbe, Rebbe, my son is being drafted to the army. Please give me a brocha that he should not be drafted. And then... Since I didn't see any emotion, I pushed him off to come and to left the tish. And by the tish, he didn't show much emotion either. So then I started to suspect something that is a phony baloney. So then I stole him for the morning. Then I stole him again for the evening. I stole him and I stole him. And the reason why I stole him was to see if he has any emotion. Now imagine it's getting closer. It's Mozart Shabbos by Malava Malke. And he is still speaking the same way with the same tone. I don't know about you, but if I was getting closer to the deadline for my son, I think that I would not be speaking so kindly. I would, I mean, of course, I would speak kindly as a respect for Rebbe, but what I mean is uh, not without emotion. I would probably say, please, Rebbe, Rebbe, it's so close to the time Sunday morning is coming, please, Rebbe. But there was no emotion, no crying. So I knew he was a phone he's probably sent by the government to trap me. And that's why when I hopped that he's a phony, I jumped up and I gave him blessing you should go to the army. And that there's nothing wrong. It's a great honor to go to the army. Yes, that's what I did. And sure enough, after a little bit of investigation, they found out 
that this person was none other than a cousin from another town to Max. And it was another one of the plots from Alex and Max to try to discredit the Rebbe and try to get rid of the Rebbe. But it didn't work. And then, of course, the government, when he heard that the rabbi blessed instead of, you know, uh, meaning blessing that the, the poor person Mendel should go to the army. And it was an honor when he heard the testimony from this guy, Oleg, who said, on the contrary, don't know where they got the idea. The rabbi says that people should join the army. And so since uh, he had no idea where they got the idea, so, uh, uh, you know, like, so the general came up with a new conclusion. He said, well, apparently, very simple for me to understand. This room is what they say about the army is not true. He tells people to join the army. It just happens that those Jewish people, because they sit in uh, holy, uh, whatever, the synagogues, and Knesset. Yeah, right. And therefore, of course, it means that uh, they, they uh, are weak. All right. Well, uh, the rabbi passed the test. And sure enough, he passed the test. And they didn't try to check on him again. And the Rebbe, of course, continued to give real blessings to real Orthodox Eden. And, of course, the battle against the Maskilim would go on. And to a certain extent, it's going on now in Eretz Israel, too. Okay. Oh, boy, look at the time. Our time is up. Well, at least you finished the story. Yes, I did. Now, Baruch Hashem, you see how Hashem guides the Tzaddikim not to make mistakes. Okay, and... Uh, uh, what's left to do? Uh, what's left to do, say, everybody have a gittin' chaydesh and a, 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 a wonderful Shabbos, a great weekend, and, of course, one more thing. And what is that one more thing? Goodbye!